every man dies, not every man truly lives. War is being waged for your strength, your manhood, your soul. Join me as we fight back against this mandemic. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. You, O oh Lord, have armed me with strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. Let us be faithful unto death. Welcome to the Mandemic Show. All right, well, welcome back to the Mandemic Show, everybody. Uh, I have a special guest coming on to the podcast today. It's a great friend of mine. We uh, actually used to play football against each other back in the day yeah. without realizing it. Mustang yeah. Nation. The Mustang Nation for John, and I'm, uh, I'm the mules over here. So we had, we had some epic battles growing up. Yeah, that was a good year. I always remember uh, losing to Mifflin. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember that was just the one team that we just could not beat for the life of us. Team. Like We were always a good team, but could not beat the Mustang. So give you props, man. No, nah, man, definitely. Yeah. So John Aries, um, this guy has uh, been through a lot. Yeah, you know, he, he's, he's been through a lot, a lot of adversity. Um, he and I relate on a lot of different things. And we'll get into a little bit about how we met and just his life leading up to that. But yeah, pretty, pretty cool story. And uh, I want you guys to really listen Listen carefully to what he's going to say because you're going to be able to relate to some things and it's going to hit. It's going to hit home, you know, and that's that's the whole goal. Uh, podcasts are meant for, you know, when you're in the car, you're by yourself driving, whatever you're doing, just putting something on that you can really like dissect and get something from it and apply it to your life. You know, it's not just listen and then forget about it. You want to listen with intent. And that's my hope for this podcast. You know, this is, I call it the mandemic for a reason because men have been under attack, I believe. Masculinity has been under attack. And what what it means to be a man, it has become a question that haunts, I think, every man deep down and just like wondering what that even means. Like most guys have never been initiated. You know, there's other cultures in the world that they initiate these young boys into manhood and there's certain protocols they have to go through and testing. But for a lot of us guys here in America, you know, we don't really know that, you know, a lot of us maybe didn't have a father figure or a male role model that we could look up to. And so it becomes confusing. So my hope on this show is to dissect all that, to embark on that journey um, and bring people on like John who are going to be able to shed some light and share their testimony, share their story of what they've been through as a man and how it relates to our world today. So without further ado, uh, I want to kick it over to John and welcome him to the show. And I'm going to give him some freedom to give you a little bit of a background of who he is, where he's come from, and how we met. So Yo, take it away, John. Hey. So um, yeah, my name is uh, Jonathan Harris. Uh, I grew up in Reading. Pennsylvania. I was born in St. Joe's Hospital, and uh, my mom, her name is Nelsa Harris, my father, Jose Harris, um, they basically raised me 
and a row home in writing with my sister. I grew up pretty much just being a kid, you know what I mean? Going outside, playing basketball, playing tag, cops and robbers. Yep, yep. Shout out to Jose. That's my boy right there. We used to always hang out. But, uh, you know, we always were outside, you know, and that's one thing I give thanks that I had that leeway to just hang out with my friends. So I went to uh, Northwest Elementary <clears throat> as a kid. Um, I was uh, really active, you know. Um, I always loved sports. My father was a sports guy. So growing up kind of in that sports household, my mother wasn't too much into it, but my, my dad was huge. So You played more than football, right? It was it. <clears throat> yeah, I played. Um, first sport that I played was football. And then after that, my father was also a baseball guy. Yeah. So I played baseball. Um, I played a little bit of basketball when I was growing up. Not I got really into basketball maybe like, I say, ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But it was mainly baseball and football when I was a kid growing up. Um, so we uh, basically, you know, I, I grew up there to about 12 years old. I went to Northwest Middle School to about sixth grade. And then... Um, you know, we moved to Mifflin. My, my parents made a big, big decision to, like, better my education, my sister's education. And they took the big step to, you know, move to the suburban area mm-hmm. in Shillington, where I went to Governor Mifflin. Um, so, you know, all through middle school, same thing, went to school. Um, I knew a few friends of mine. Albert Perez, I was one of my real close friends as well. In middle school, we always used to hang out, play basketball together. Um, my other boys, D. Um, as well, you know, so I was always outside having fun, you know what I mean? Just being a kid, you know what I'm saying? Right. So finally, you know, I went to middle school, um, intermediate was called in Governor Mifflin, uh, went through that, um, middle school, um, high school, played football all the way through pretty much, you know, it got to a point when I was a sophomore starting to question, like, I don't know what to do with school. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, picked up, uh, Heating and air conditioning. Went to school there. And then after that, you know, my parents made another big decision of moving to Puerto Rico. So, um, you know, it was my father's dream. So I guess he had an opportunity that he wanted to retire there and pretty much, you know, moved with my mom. So I was 18 years old on my own, living in an apartment and working, you know, and experiencing life. So you didn't uh, have any feelings or thoughts of wanting to go to Puerto Rico at that point in your life? Um, at that point, I wasn't because I was not born in, in Puerto Rico. So the, this was all you knew in America. Exactly. It was like, you know what I mean? Like I have my friends here. Majority of my family from my mother's side was here. Um, so it's like, you know, I'll take the risk, you know. And What was that like? I mean, that had to be tough. It was tough, to be honest. I mean, I remember... Um, I was in a relationship at the time as well, too. And um, so things were tough, you know. There was moments that I remember my uncle used to check up on me because he knew, like, you know, in his mind, I was 18. My parents, they went to Puerto Rico. So people were concerned in my family about how I would be. You know, I have all this freedom now. I don't have mom and dad, you know, barking at me. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I pretty much stayed true to myself and the way I was raised and, uh, you know, stood disciplined, you know, not doing the stupid stuff. I worked, you know, and pretty much I, I said I was a, I was an old man at 18, 19, just yeah. working, coming home, you know, playing my video games at the time, you know, just doing that. 
So your parents move and you're still in a relationship at this point? Yeah, still in a relationship. And coming out of high school is, it's hard enough, you know, because you have a lot of questions of like, where do I fit in in the world? Like, what am I supposed to do? You just so happened to find HVAC as something that you loved, right? I mean, it wasn't something that I loved. It was something that like, it was just, I had an open mind to try it out. Yeah. And I wasn't really the college student, you know, the A student in school. You know what I mean? I, I struggled, you know what I mean, with comprehension. I struggled with speech. You know what I mean? Like, I used to stutter a lot, especially when I was younger. Mm. I still I still stutter at times, but I, I know how to control, you know, some, you know, all the things that they tell me. Take a, take, take a step, take a deep breath, you know, recalculate your mind and then mm-hmm. continue speaking. So I, you know, I struggled. So I wasn't sure what was gonna happen with me. You know what I mean? Sixteen is when my dad made the decision to move to Puerto Rico. So I kind of had that in my mind. Like, damn, I don't know what, the, I don't know if I want to move to Puerto Rico. I don't know nobody over there. You know what I mean? And it's a different, it's a different world over there. You know, it's more, there's an island, so everyone's chill. You know what I mean? And over here, it's just like everything is like all this new technology and all, you know, everything is just like push, 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 push. So you know, I feel like as Humans, we have no choice sometimes, and we start to skip some of the important things in our life. And, you know, I think that leads to the other issues, the anxiety, the depression, and all that. Right. So, you know, growing up was tough. I mean, there was moments that, you know, my uncle used to tell me, like, you know, it's okay to cry. You know what I mean? You're going to cry, you know, because you're going to miss your mom and dad. And, you know, at the time, you know, you're 18, your ego's all up. You know, you're like, I'll be all right, man. I could do this. But there was times I used to, like sob like damn man like why did my parents move you know what i mean yeah and i held that to me for a while for a while you know what and i mean that, that affected you oh like, yeah that affect me affect my emotions you know what i mean it you know because when i was growing up my father was a type that um he will bury his emotions you know what i mean so you know i never had so that's all you knew that was your example exactly you know so it's saying? like well i gotta do the same yeah right? you know what i mean you're you're a man you gotta suck it up yeah. you know what i mean like don't show emotions but that led to like pride, you know what I mean? That led to like eagle, you know what I mean? Allowing that that like cover blind me basically, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, you know, growing up it was it was tough. You know, the temptations were there all the time, you know, like, you know, all my friends were young, they didn't have no girlfriends, they used to just go out, have a good time, you know, so I had that on me a bit a little little bit, you know. And then, you know, finally when I decided just to go my separate way, um, with my with the the girl I was with at the time, uh, we separated. Um, I was in a deep, dark hole, depressed. I was extremely overweight. You know, I was almost to like 300. I was 290, I think. 292 was the biggest I've ever been. So, you know, I just didn't know what else to do anymore. You know what I mean? It was just, I worked at the job. And then, you know, when the economy hit around 08, 09, like I used to get laid off, you know. Mm-hmm. So thinking back now, you know, it was a toll. You know what I mean? It was like. I was either accepting and normalizing, you know, this lifestyle that I was living or I had to make a change. So, you know, I pretty much made that change and then I found football again. You know what I mean? Shout out to the Red City Outlaws. There you go. And then uh, the Reading Raptors, too. Um, But, uh, you know, I played with with them. You know, I met a bunch of great guys. This was semi-pro? Semi-pro, yeah. Yeah, So, you know, it kind of sucked because you had to pay to play. You know what I mean? But... It was it was my getaway at the time, you yeah. know. Football, 
you know, being with just a group of men, you the know, brotherhood, that, right? yeah, so huge brotherhood. That was something that I loved during high school because we we were a pretty good team in high school. Governor Mifflin was a pretty good team. It was kind of like the breakthrough of like the up and down seasons that we had, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, we win a championship, two thousand, uh, my junior year, and then you know we move up a division. So it was like that's what I miss. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just the competitive part, just to just be boys. You know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, hanging out, playing tag and all that. You know. Just big grown men that are kids that just just love destroying each other, yeah, being yeah. sore and just talk about you know. So that's the stuff that I extremely miss. Going to the weight room, like I like I remember I used to set, I used to set like workouts at Body Zone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I was so dedicated to like the semi pro because it was like a family. You right, know, right. the love was there. You took it serious. I took it serious. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I trained. There was people that didn't. You know. And, but I just took it serious because, you know, I wanted to start. You know, I was I was a starter all my life. So, you know, that was kind of like my pride too, you know, yeah. like you ain't going to start over me. Yeah. So I would take it serious, hit the gym. So I would have a group of 10, 12, 15 guys, and we would just work out for like two hours, you yeah. know. So that that was a pretty fun experience in my life there, you know. And it was weird because it was like that was the time when I would just like bounce jobs, you know, and because it was laid off, then I was the type of guy that – I. Couldn't be, you know, I couldn't be chilling too long. I have right. to find something else. Right. So it was an important part of my life, definitely having semi-pro. Yeah, it sounds like it was a good outlet at the time because, you know, I and I didn't even realize that like us coming out of high school and graduating in 2007, and then the 08 kind of economic issues started like shortly thereafter we graduated. Yep. So it's almost like, how do you navigate that coming out of high school mm-hmm. at such a young age? And, um, you know, into the workforce and or college, whatever. But that was an outlet for you because your parents moves mm-hmm. and, you know, you didn't have that support. You just got out of a relationship. So now it's like this loneliness yeah. is creeping in. Absolutely. And it, it is like you're in a dark place, you know, and you had that football as kind of that that light, that yeah. temporary light to kind of pull you through. And and it's true because you know we need we we love sports as men you know so much so that we when we root for teams it's like we we see ourselves in that you know what I mean yeah, you don't understand what I'm saying yeah. like we want to put ourselves yeah. in their shoes and feel what they're feeling it's like all the different movies like Rocky man like like who doesn't want to play Rocky yeah, exactly. you know what I mean the underdog that's just gonna like take down this big Russian, like everybody wants that as a man. Like there's yeah. something deep innate within a man. It's just conquering it. Yeah, I mean? the conquering, like I'm going to overcome the odds when all the pressure and heat is on, like I'm going to come through. And I feel like for men, a lot of us have, you know, maybe laid down our responsibilities or duties or don't want to face certain fears because, we have that question in the back of our mind, like, I don't know if I have what it takes, you mm-hmm. know, like, there's too much pressure put on me to come through. And I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want to look like a complete failure. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it stifles us, no, you know, it, it really cripples us and that fear uh, keeps us and it keeps us domesticated yeah. I, th- I think you know like like a blind that's caged up in a zoo it's like it's not meant to be there no. 
You know what I mean? You see how it behaves in a zoo compared to when it's out in the wild over in Africa chasing a gazelle. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's alive when it's out in the wild because it's not a domesticated animal. It's meant to be wild and fierce and all that. Mm-hmm. And I believe that in the heart of every man is the same thing. When we put on our corporate face and our business suits, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. But when we stay in that mentality, it's like we're being domesticated and we're losing part of our soul. Mm. You know, we're trying to gain. There's a Bible verse that says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but yet loses his soul? Mm. So we could be chasing money, we could be chasing status or the the best job or the best house, but what's that going to gain you if you lose yourself in the process? Mm-hmm. You know, and so many of us fall victim to that. We fall into that trap. So, you know, for you, what what was it like coming, you know, out of that football that you you know the semi-pro that that was kind of that brotherhood Mm -hmm. and that feeling of like, I belong to something, you know, and, and you had that competitive nature. What was it like coming out of that? Uh, you know, how do you, how did you transition? Well, the transitioning was kind of the rough part for me because I, um, like I said, you know, I, I was competitive. I played. I also played in another league in Lancaster too. The Stallions. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And um, you know, I know when I played the first year of Arena, I played. There were the Outlaws still, but they were transitioning to Raptors. That's when I tore my ACL. Mm. You know, I um, you know, I uh, definitely. So football was kind of taken out from under much, you yeah, with that injury. You know. For me, it was, you know, from bouncing job and, you know, I think at the time I was a construction worker at the time now and um, playing semi-pro and stuff. But, you know, tearing my ACL, I couldn't do anything. You know what I mean? I had a pretty good tear. So I went through that process of, like, you know, being in serious pain. And, like, you think you, like, are so invincible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I guess my mentality was, you know. And, um, you know, it humbles you, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm going through that process now, you know, going to the doctor. And at the time, too, I was with um, my ex-wife, you know, at the time, Mm -hmm. not me, my ex-wife, I was with her. And so she was going through that as well with me, Um, you know, the doctors. And then I had to get surgery. I think I was at the N at Reading as well. I had two jobs. Mm -hmm. They pretty much let me go. So, you know, I uh, basically had to go through the rehab and I didn't even have the greatest rehab, you know what I mean? So I think two months later, they cut my insurance, mm. so I couldn't go to rehab anymore. Wow. So I had to deal with some, you know, with that by myself, you know? And I was just bearing in all the emotions in, you know what I mean? And I was using that, you know, the stress relief on food. And yeah. that's when I really blew up again. Yeah. You know, like, I felt like football gave me a structure to, like, go to the gym, you know what I mean? Go to, you know, whatever your daily work is, then go to practice, you know. It gave me that discipline. It gave me mm-hmm. that structure of like, okay, you know, if you don't want to start, you know, lose your starting spot, you got to train, you know. Yeah, so I would yeah. go to the gym. The thing I lost at the time, like 30 pounds, you know, I looked at like football shape type of way. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was a terrible moment of my life because I was really depressed, you know what I mean? You know, I, I still don't know what, what to do, you know, work-wise. I was still an HVAC, but... You know, wasn't too sure if I even wanted to do it anymore with the work environments that I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never had that guidance person that 
you know, would carry, you know, they'd say, come, you know, I'll show you the ropes of right, HVAC, right. you know. So I was always criticized somehow. And someone that they don't know, you know, it's like, well, show me the damn real way, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, instead of going to the boss and telling them. So I was going through all that, you know. So finally when, you know, I found UPS, I was working at UPS going through that, and I blew up. I was back to almost 280, mm-hmm. you know. And, found, you know, I worked at UPS then, you know what I mean? And I was just like, I guess this is it for me now, you know. You just kind of settled into that life. I settled life into and- that lifestyle. I got really comfortable you know it's like how many of us do that yeah. you know we just settle for that nine to five and, nine to five man you know we we go to college out of high school we get our degree mm-hmm. and then we get into the workforce and we just get kind of sucked into that you know that Absolutely. way of living just go to work live for the weekends you know party on the weekend have fun and it's right back oh mm-hmm. monday's here again yep you know and it's just like everyone has that not everyone but a lot of people yeah. have that mentality and you just start going through the motions. Yeah, you know, that's you're going what it was. Through, is that what it was? like Going through the motions, it, you know, affected my relationship too, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it got to the point that, you know, the one, you know, the woman I was with, you know, always wanted to take in charge and stuff. So it got to a point, you're like, you know what, whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You want to take in charge? I you just let charge. it, right? Let yeah. it be. I, I'll be an autopilot, you yeah. know? And Just do your work and provide yeah, and that was exactly. it. Exactly. Make the bread, you know, yeah. pay the bills type thing you know and it just got to a point that i got tired of that lifestyle you know i was losing myself again yeah um, gaining weight gaining feeling a lot bad of weight, about yourself you know just you know all of that you know what i mean and just being depressed and like you know moments you know you hit those moments that you hit the gym you lose 10 15 pounds and it's right. like yeah you know i'm doing good and then you just suck and it sucks out in. yeah you know what i mean you get sucked back in, into into that mindset you know what i mean so that was a big struggle for me to do all that, you know, battling through my demons too, you yeah. know what I mean, that I was realizing, I was like, damn, man, I can't, do I, am I going to feel like this for the rest of my life? I just, I don't understand it, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I you really didn't see don't. a way out of it. I just didn't see a way out of it, you know what I mean? You know, it was normalized, you know, I remember my parents, you know, going through their emotions and, you know, they struggled with depression too, you know. They're the old school mentality, they won't admit it, you know what I mean, but they... They did, you know, and it's like, you know, I guess from generation to generation to generation, I guess that just eventually becomes normalized. Yeah. And you think you're that person, like, depressed and, you know, it's just, you know, just figuring out what you want to do and executing. I think that's what really helped me. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so when, when, at what point did you have that revelation, that light bulb go off? Like when I you're mean, working with AP, UPS and going through the motions and, and gaining weight and all that, what, what was... What was that light bulb moment for you where it just hit you? Man, it was just pretty much looking at myself in the mirror. And it's like, damn, you you lost yourself again, man. Mm-hmm. You know, relationships not doing well. You know, at the time I was married, you know what I mean? So yeah. that wasn't doing well. And like, you know, I just... You so know, you were aware of things that were, were just yeah, not going well. Yeah, I was aware. Well. Yeah. And then it would, would push me to investing because I got into investing then. Um, I went to... One of those um, big group things that, like Tony Robinson and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to one of those, and just listening to those people, hanging out with those type of people, you know, just that want to do better, that that's that want to, you know, break through the depression, the anxiety, you know, break through all that, you know what I mean? And I just seen something different, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I decided to get into the investing, and that's when 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 my marriage went down, you know, because. It got to a point that, you know, we were just disagreeing with stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I was the type of guy that I love to 
take risk. You know, mm-hmm. I play poker, so I can relate to investing and life into poker. That's how I envision stuff. Yeah. So, you know, but, uh, you know, after that, I went through a divorce. So I went back through there, moved back to my parents, felt like crap. You know what I mean? Like, it's like here we go again. Here we go again type of thing. You know what I mean? And shout out to my parents because no matter what, they were there for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and it, it, that's when it really hit for me. Cause it's like, damn, I'm pretty deep, you know what I mean? You know, I have to figure this out, you know? So, you know, I was single for like a year, you know what I mean? And just really finding myself, finding like, why do I feel this way? Like, you know, all this type of emotions that just kept coming up. And um, basically, you know, I uh, the first step was, was talking to my dad, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And... You know, telling him about when I was 18, moving to Puerto Rico, you know, mom and dad, like, that was tough for me. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like I got abandoned. Yeah. You know what I mean? I felt, yeah. you know, that even though they're a phone call away, it's nothing compared when your parents are right there. Mm-hmm. You could just go to their house, you know what right. I mean? Or they can come to your house. So, you know, that... That was a big emotional phew, wound for that you. That was crazy, man. I was, like, my, like I guess... In the old school Hispanic culture, like the dad is like the man, you know yeah, what I mean. So yeah. you fear your dad, yeah. you know, and like because you don't want to ever disrespect him, you don't want him to let him down, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want him to feel like crap. So you know, I just you know I had to tell him one day I went to his house, you know, I was living there, so I just sat him down and I couldn't even speak. I was just crying, just dude. crying, just yeah. crying. And my dad's like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, I just finally say, "Yo," you know, like. I didn't even know how to say it. I just was like, Pops, I just want to talk to you. You know what I mean? It was like, Dad, you know, a lot of my issues, I feel like it's neglection. You know what I mean? When you move to Puerto Rico. The abandonment. The abandonment and all that. And it's crazy because, like, he dealt with that when he was young. Mm. So I feel like he normalized that. Yeah, That's normal, you know? So he, you know, and then, you know, he apologized and he was sad. And, you know, he really wanted just to have everybody together live in Puerto Rico you know but it's like pops it's like it's not what I want mm-hmm. you know you never ask me dad do you want like what do you want son mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I understand you know the adults are going to make the decision you know but sure. now that I'm older I think like damn 18 I, you know thank god I had a good head on my shoulder you know mm-hmm. what I mean like I did drink and stuff when I you know sure. was single and stuff got drunk you know smoked you know you know got high and stuff but I, it never led me to to the to like the deeper stuff. Yeah. You know. And thank God I had my friends too. You know, at the time when I was going, and Mike, shout out to Mike too. He was one of my homies at the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like really there for me. Like we were both going through it at the time. So, you know, my friends would know, like, you know, if I ever got out of the line, they were like, yo, you need to chill now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's one thing I do give thanks to my like my, you know, <clears throat> like I never given in into that deeper, you know, lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And anyways, that lifestyle wasn't for me. You know, I got tired of that real quick, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and but um but yeah, basically, you know, just talking to my father and just expressing how I felt and you know, it was it was deep, man. It was very emotional for me, you know, and I told my mom too about it and you know, my mom always suffered inside. She would always tell me like I never wanted to move, you know what I mean? I never wanted to leave you. Mm-hmm. Never wanted to leave you your sister, you know. But um 
it's crazy how God works because he's back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, my grand, you know, nephews are there. My, my new niece, she's nine months now. Like, my, my parents, they're there for a purpose because they're helping out my yeah. sister and, and my niece. My niece is 18 now almost, you know. Yeah. So she's pretty much a grown woman, and she's going to need a lot of help. Right. You never having a father in her life. So definitely that's going to be, you know, an impact. That's why I try now to just be the best person that I could try to be because I want to show my kids, you know, my niece, nephews, yeah. you know, like this is the life, you know. Like go through your emotions, your depressions early. Don't wait till you're in your 30s and 40s to like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Cause sure. Once you get that out, man, you start seeing things different. You know what I mean? You start seeing something, something shifts in your mind and, and, you know, you just start, you know, I don't know. That's when I really change after being emotionally and talk to my parents and, you know, and there's certain things I still got to speak, but it's just, I'm, I'm in the process still, you know, yeah. it's a long process. Yeah. You know, because it's been a journey for my sister, going to her, you know, what she went through. And she's been sober now for a year. Like, you know, it, it was a lot in me, you know, because all I want is a family that's going to be, you know, positive, encouraging, stable, loving, yeah. stable. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, man, that's 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 a that was a pretty deep moment. And after that, I mean, I got through a divorce. Like I said, went through that, invested in real estate for, you know, for two years and then in those two to three years i was doing hvac again you know on the side doing side work and then i just finally said you know what i'm gonna start my own business and mm -hmm. uh, you know it's stressful but you know it's my opinion it's the way it's the way to do it make mm -hmm. your own money you know don't complain because your boss didn't give you a dollar raise you yeah know what i mean that's just my mentality so you know everybody got their their skill, they just got to find it right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> wow, that's powerful, man. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> listening to you, and I'm just so uh, just caught up in the moment because everything you're saying is connecting with me, and I, I'm sure you guys listening too because, you know, as as men, whether you're a man or a woman, really, it doesn't matter, but, uh, you know, I think we all have a, a deep wound from our past, that, like especially from, from childhood or teenage years. Yeah. And, um, you know, that stays with us until uh, it, it's addressed. And, you know, you had the courage at that point to reopen that wound. It ripped the Band-Aid off, yeah, you know, because we, we Band-Aid over it with whether it's drinking or watching sports or, you know, porn or, you mm -hmm. know, whatever vice or whatever we try to fill that and, and cover that wound up with so we don't have to feel that hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we escape. It's all that man. I, I did it through working out. Like working out was a great outlet for me, and it still is. Come you on, know, man, you got to show me that, man. I'm trying to change too now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like, please don't stop working out. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, like that was a big outlet for me that helped me. It pulled me out of a lot of dark mm. moments in my life that I'm so grateful for. But the flip side of it is, I started doing it to escape. Mm. the certain realities that I was not willing to face and the fears and anxieties. Mm -hmm. And it was like I kind of would isolate and withdraw myself from people and things because I was really hiding. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was like hiding behind this like hard-nosed, you know, like military type of workout guy. And it's still a battle for me. It's mm -hmm. still a battle for me today because – Working out is like everything for me, like health, fitness, like that's that's like who I am. I, I eat, sleep, and breathe that. Mm. 
But when you have the wound and you're just band-aiding over it with things in your life, you're you're never going to have that aha moment like you had. Yeah. And that was a pivot. You you pivoted there by having the courage to address that with your your father. And yeah. I had to, Nick. I had to because, you know, our relationship was kind of like going, you know, just veeing out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, I don't want to live my life knowing that my dad passed away and I had all this stuff I wanted to tell him. Mm-hmm. And now I can't. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, like I had a deep combo with my dad a few times now, you know, about his childhood, you know, and he don't want to, like, it's just like he don't want to go there. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, Pops, I'm sorry. I got to be real with you now, you know, because yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to go there that if you pass away, I don't right. have to think about, damn, man, I wish I would have told my mom or my dad this, yeah. you know. Like, I'd rather have it now. And ever since that, man, our relationship's been a lot closer. Wow. You know what I mean? And and the love is different. Like, it's just, it's powerful. You know yeah. what I mean? And then yeah. having your family support you, you know, doing HVAC, because they were scared, you know? Yeah. I quit a $36 an hour job at the time at UPS. You That's know good I mean? money. That's great money. Yeah. You know, I was like the next guy getting the, the, the you know, the route and stuff. And you're set, bro. You're going to be good, you know? Yeah, yeah. And... It wasn't good enough for me, you know. I yeah. knew I can, you know. I knew my talent somehow, with either poker or with the HVAC, it was gonna take me, you know, to a better life. You yeah. know what I mean? And right now, HVAC is my getaway of, you know, trying to help the community and, you know, compared to the other companies that they charge a fortune. Like I try right. to help people out. You right. know, this this past last year, I did a Christmas giveaway, a free water heater. You know, mm. and like. That didn't feel like work to me. That's crazy. It really didn't, cause the you know the smile of of you know uh, the customer. She was just she was exacting. Exa- she was so yeah. happy. Yeah. Now having her bought her for two years. She's in her sixties with she had throat cancer, so she shouldn't even have a voice box no more. Wow. And it's it's been crazy. So, but I'm still going through the process. You know, I still struggle. You know, uh, definitely with obesity and stuff. That's. You know, that was my getaway. Your getaway was the gym. My getaway was a Twinkie or, you know, yeah, a, yeah. Uh, or, you know, just food. You know what I mean? That was like the dopamine, you know, that yep. was like, all right, cool, you know. But then. It makes me feel good. A half hour, 45 minutes later, I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, why did I do that? Yeah. You know, why, why, why was I, why do I get that weak to allow food to make me feel better? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was, that was, uh, that was a point that I, you know, I was, I was done being, an autopilot. I was gonna take charge, and you know, I, like I, you know, I met, you know, I'm with a woman now. You, you know, her, Olivia. Yeah. You know, so yeah. she helped me through a lot, and of course, you did, Nick. You know what I mean? When I was going through my divorce, I didn't even know you were going through yours. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you know, it's just like I took that first step. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, message Nick. You know, I knew you from your mother because you, you know, right, I played right. poker with your mom. So, yep. and you know, that's how we started. You know, we knew each other. We got into that deep level of friendship of, you know, going, you know, just hearing each other out with mm-hmm. with with our issues and stuff, and you know, not being afraid of getting judged. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah. No, you're right, and I I'm uh, so blessed to have met you and and get into more uh, of a friendship with you because you know that that um, adversity that we were going through with our divorces at the time, you know. Like and even talking about our childhoods, you know, with having social anxieties and mm-hmm. you know struggling through school, you know, yeah. not not wanting to be made fun of or yep. 
stuff like that, you know, we were very insecure mm, as, as kids. And, and so a lot of those similarities bonded a, uh, mm-hmm. a relationship, yeah. you know, a friendship, a, a brotherhood mm-hmm. between us. And that's how I now see it, you know, like as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Yeah. And, you know, there's days where I'm sharpening you, there's days where you're sharpening me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful thing to have that because not many men do. No, you know we we have pride. Yeah, we we have pride, and and we're told by uh, a lot of people, whether it's our father or just the world, that you know don't show emotion. You know, don't be vulnerable. Don't tell other guys your issues because mm-hmm. they don't want to hear it. Like mm-hmm. they're just gonna tell you, bro, suck it up. Like the heck yeah. are you doing? Yeah. And yeah, there's times for that. You know, like that's tough love. Like we need to show love, and sometimes tough love is the answer. Yeah, but. Uh, the flip side is we need to have compassion too. Yeah, we need to have mercy, and mm-hmm. we need to be able to put ourselves in their shoes. Like, man, what, what were they feeling? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let me let me feel what they. Let me carry some of their burdens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bear one another's burdens, and I feel like that's what we were doing in that time, and it bonded us. You yeah. know, and and um, yeah, it really taught me a lot. It really taught me a lot. And so I've been blessed to watch you um, transform, yeah, you know, in, been, in mind, body, journey. and spirit, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a holistic way. And that's really my hope for people is that they will work on all those areas of their life, you know, not just work and don't just work out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could still be all jacked up mentally and emotionally if, if you're working out consistently. Like I've seen it. It's been, it's happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know, until I started looking at other areas like, damn, I'm, I'm really weak over here. You know, we, we only want to do things that we're great at as men, I feel like. Yeah. We, we find things that we're good at and we just stay there. Mm-hmm. And we get comfortable. Yeah, comfortable and is cancer, man. David Goggins talks about this all the time, man. That's why I love listening to him. You know, just you have to, you have to do something uncomfortable, something that sucks every day of your life. If you don't want to make a phone call to do some, you know, reach out to somebody, do it. If you don't want to work out, do it. Like, it doesn't mean you have to, um, you know, be super rigid and strict with it like that. But it just means that in your weak moments, when you decide to do it, there's freedom on the other side. Mm -hmm. You'll gain strength and discipline. Every time you make that decision to wake up early, get a run in, you know, have that healthy meal, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're developing discipline. So that's something I've seen with you over the years. And, you know, you've battled. You just, you've battled because it's been a back and forth mm-hmm. struggle for you. Absolutely. Where you lose weight, you gain some back, you lose it again. And, um, but you don't stop. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've always uh, been inspired by about you. You you don't stop. You're not you're not giving excuses. You know what I mean? No, you just gotta. You know, I think that's something really. To be a man, you gotta gotta own it. Right? Own it. You know, admit it. You know what I mean? If you have an issue, and then it's just execute it. I think that yeah. becomes a better man when you could do that. You know what I mean? When you could just look and be like, you know what, this is wrong. I need to fix this. Yeah. And like take the initiative to fix it, you know, and then having the self-awareness of like, damn, I'm, me changing now, I feel so much different. Yeah. Self-awareness is like crazy. Like I, you know, I listen when I, when I worked at UPS, I listened to a lot of Gary Vee and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And like 
he 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 preaches about self awareness. You know, like trying to stay balanced in that line, and then if you go off that line, notice it, and then get back into it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, you know, and then I start thinking like, damn, the quicker you could self, you know, be self aware and start tweaking these, man, you're gonna be so dangerous. I yeah, feel like yeah, you know. And I still have more issues and more self awareness stuff that I gotta figure out. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, but it's, I mean, I'm happy with my journey right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially having you know, a woman by my side, you know, because I feel like every good man, every successful man needs that woman. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's going to like, you know, you know, let's say you, you know, use your back just for you to step to do, you know, reach to paint something like, you know, just for an example. But, you know, you just need that woman that's going to just be like, if you make a mistake, it's okay. I'm here. You know, we're going to talk about it. But, you know, I'm, I'm here. You know, yeah. it feels so much good instead of being make the mistake and being scared of like, oh, crap, now what? You know what I mean? Yeah. So because mistakes are normal, you know, and that's what's going to shape you to a person to, a, you know, that person you want to be in life is going through them. You know, the motion of them. I made a mistake. All right. Now I know not to make that mistake. Yeah. You know, and just go from there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great point. Um <laughs> Where do you see the world at today in regards to like what you're talking about? Like when it comes to uh, just men and and getting the job done, owning it. Um, you know, how do you see the roles with men and women? You know, in relationships and and just playing certain roles. You know, how how do you view all that? I mean, I mean, it's it's an issue, definitely. You yeah. know, I I struggled it with my first marriage. You know what I mean, like. She took initiative a lot more than me, you know. She didn't believe in me in certain things, you know. So that breaks a man. Didn't you know trust I mean? you, or yeah, like didn't trust me on doing certain things, you know what I mean, or trying to like. Why do you think that was? I don't know, you know. I, I mean, maybe because of me too. I was going through my issues, you know, not realizing at the time, you know what I mean. Yeah. So maybe. So she was feeling some of that, and maybe she felt like she needed to take control and yeah know. you know and it's just you know it gets to a point for a man that sometimes we just say ah oh, whatever yeah you know? like you do like, it you know so now i mean i feel like it's a lot of that you know in relationships you know especially like for example for my business you know like i do hvac <laughs> you think a guy will call me about some you know uh, hvac a lot of women are the ones that set appointments up and mm. and you know are on top of things you know so that's one thing that like you know, men should be more. You know, men should be more on top. You know, mm -hmm. nothing against women or nothing, obviously, but it's just a man's job to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And just be on top of it, on your toes, be three steps ahead of. Like that's something that I am inquiring. You know, there's things that I might do, and Olivia's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like thinking three, four steps ahead, and she's like, "Oh, okay, all right." You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. just being on top of it, man. You know, it's just like chess. It's just like poker for me too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just. Knowing what you're gonna do, and you know, in the, you know, on the turn, you know, before, you know, when the flop comes, you know, right, right, like stuff like that, you know. That's how you live life. That's how you know. And that's that's how I notice, and that's how I feel like, you know. Um, I don't know. It just makes you feel better when you're on top of things and things go smooth, and you're like, all right, cool, I did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, there's times you're gonna make mistakes, and 
You're gonna have that bad beat where yeah, that, yeah, that exactly the river comes the and river you're comes, like, you're getting, yo. you know, you think you're getting, you know, paid today, you know, and then the river comes and it's like, bam, yeah. Not how you gonna respond, right? Are you gonna just get emotional, rebuying, and just start gambling and right. just start dumping, just dumping, and you know what I mean? Or you gonna just say, you know what, take a deep breath, take a ten minute break, or right, I'm gonna come back, play your same game, you know, mm-hmm. and just don't think about that, play no more. Yeah, it like it's behind it you, it's exactly. behind you. Put it behind you. That's exactly. it. Move forward. Exactly. So, but anyways, back to that question, man. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's an issue, you know. Men need to take more in charge of, of, of the things, you know, be, be a few steps ahead, you know what I mean? Because, you know, when shit hit the fan, like that, you know, are you going to fold? Are you going to, mm. you know, re-raise them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Going to have the cojones. To yeah, that. man. You know what I mean? You got to, you know, challenge yourself, man. You and you know, I think that's really big. If, uh, challenging yourself is real. You know, a man As that can man, challenge, yeah, yeah, really. You know what I mean? So there is an issue though. That's that. You know, I see. Yeah. And there's a pattern. It seems like, you know, when a woman takes control a lot more, they get tired of it, and then they're looking for that guy mm. that can, can take control. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know, it happened to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now taking control and 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 following through you know yeah that's huge yeah wow no that's phew. yeah that uh i can relate to that too mm-hmm. you know with uh my marriage you know and my ex-wife and mm-hmm. all that you know we we've talked about it yep. before Absolutely. you know but yeah i can i can totally relate to that it's so true because you know as a husband you feel a lot of pressure uh, to come through. Not only are you to provide um, for the household and all that for your wife, uh, you're you are to protect as well. I didn't really know. <laughs> I didn't really know my role mm-hmm. in in all of that. Yeah. You know, like I didn't really have a playbook. Like no one really like taught me that. And so all I knew was like happy wife, happy life. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that was Hell the extent yeah. of yeah. my <laughs> knowledge as a husband. Yeah. Like just keep your wife happy, man. Yep. But like come to realize like that doesn't work just focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Like what if she doesn't just want to be happy all the time? What if she actually needs some resistance from you as a man? Yep. What if she actually needs to be checked and questioned at times just like we do too as men? You know what I mean? And I feel like so many of us guys, and I've done this, we kind of walk on eggshells. Yeah. You know what I mean? Around our, our wife. And it's like we fear her. Mm. There's like a there's like a weird type of fear <laughs> yeah. that we have for yeah. our wife. It's like when we're out with the guys watching the game and wifey's calling us, you know, we don't pick up the first time. She calls again. We're like, oh my gosh, I got, I got, what, what, honey, what do you need? What do you need? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you got to get home. Like, this getting late. And you're like, all right, guys, I, I got to go real quick. Yeah. And then you, like, scurry yeah. out. You know what I mean? And it's like, if it's an emergency, that's one thing. But, like, if you're with the boys and your wife is constantly, like, got you by the balls, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's bad. Yeah. That's that's bad. And I live that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I know I know what that feels like, yeah. man. That's yeah. a terrible feeling. Yep. I remember there was a time, man, when I was, uh, I actually came out of church and 
I was walking to my car and my wife, she had already left. Like she came with me, but she had already left. And I saw my friend Rodney. He was coming into the second service. Mm. So he like flagged me down. He was like, yo, Nick. So I come over to him and we're, we're kicking it for a little in the parking lot. And, um, and he was like, yo, man, like you, you want to pray? Like, you know, and I forget what we were praying about, but we're standing there in the parking lot, just the both of us. And we're, we're praying, you know, to God and just giving thanks and all that. And before we knew it, man, like the presence of God came to us in a way, to me personally, in a way I've never experienced. Mm. Mind you, this is outside of church. Mm. I want to make that point very clear. So many of us, we connect God with, I got to go to church. I got to go to a building Mm. to experience God. And although, yes, that can happen, God is everywhere. You know what I mean? He is everywhere. So the fact that it happened outside, literally right outside of the building in the parking lot, like it was it was so unorthodox Mm. and we're standing there and before we knew it i'm now on my knees and i'm trembling like the sun is shining on my face and i thought the warmth and like everything i was feeling was from that Mm. but it wasn't it was like i knew god was right there and it was the first time where like, you know, when you read some of those stories in the Bible where like it talks about like men like just falling on their faces and like trembling before God, like the fear of God, mm. you know what I mean? Like I'm trembling, like I did that. Mm. That happened to me that day. I was on my knees in dress clothes, people walking by me. I didn't care. It's like I, nothing else mattered. Mm-hmm. I was completely like transcendent I, I transcended into the different realm if you want to call it that but i knew god was with me and his arms were literally like wrapped around me mm. because initially the trembling was there and it was like this reverent fear it wasn't a bad fear it wasn't like i'm gonna die like it wasn't that it was like god is so holy he's so loving He's so pure and so perfect, Mm. and I'm not. And I trembled at that. It's almost like the closer we get to God, the more we see our sin, the more we see our Mm. dirt, our bad nature. Mm. And for a lot of us, that keeps us away from God. And we'll, we'll just say, well, I don't believe in God. But you're really saying that because you don't want to see your sin. You don't want to see the bad skeletons in your closet and face them. Mm. Because again, the closer we get to God, the more we're going to see that. But that's a good thing because it's letting us know we can't earn salvation. We don't have what it takes to save ourselves. Everyone's always say, no one's going to save you but you. That sounds great, but okay, try living a perfect life. Good luck with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's never going to happen. Yep. Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God. So in that moment, and sorry, I'm going off on a, another rabbit trail here, but I feel like I feel like I need to say this. 
in that moment, I experienced God in such a powerful way. And out of nowhere, my wife calls, my ex-wife. She's calling and she's like freaking out. Hmm. Like reaming me out on the phone. I literally had it on speaker. Now we're still like on our knees. Like we're, the, God is there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't believe you're not home yet. Like, what are you doing? Like, I left like a half hour ago. You're still there. Like, just reaming me out yeah. for no reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I didn't even care. It, it, it was like, I think all I remember saying was like, it's going to be all right, honey. Mm. everything's fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And she was still pissed, I think, but I, you know, eventually hung up and I stayed there. Wow. Like, but so many times I feel like when we hear that from our woman, like we're so quick to run Mm -hmm. to their needs or their aid and don't get it twisted like we need to as a husband but it take it's taken too far a lot of times right yeah i agree like it's taken too far and i see it so often with men like just fearful fearful of their woman and by you showing fear to a woman to your woman she now has power over you Mm mm-hmm and she knows it. And I believe that deep down, women want to have control of their men, but at the same time, they hate it when they can control their men. Does that make That's sense? True, you're right, yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah, wow. I've pondered this, and I feel like it's so true. Women want control over their man, but they hate it when they can. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they're checking their man often. And those things can come in the form of a honeydew list or, you know, like making dinner plans, something as simple as that. Like, mm-hmm. where do you want to go to dinner? Where do you, What do you want to eat tonight? You know what I mean? And the guy's always like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, whatever you want, yeah, honey. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> whatever you want. And then when you finally pick it, they're like, I don't want that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and then you're like, well, you just do it. You know what I mean? You you make yeah, exactly. the plans because I said something, you're like, no, I don't like that place. Exactly. You know what I mean? All right, well, you pick. And it's like we're so easy to give up the power mm-hmm. as a man. But in all reality, what the woman wants is for you to take the initiative, to take the lead, exactly. and make plans. Yeah. You know what I mean? What if it was that same restaurant that she doesn't like, but you went ahead and made reservations and you told her ahead of time, honey, I'm, I'm surprising you tonight. Like We're going to go out. We're going to go out and, and I'm going to make reservations and I don't want you to worry about any of that. Mm. Put on your best dress, like get your hair did, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get your nails done. We're going to go out. Yep. No yep. no holiday thing, no anniversary thing. We're just going out. If you did that, I can almost guarantee she would be completely content oh. going to that place that maybe she doesn't really like. But because you made the plans and you thought of her ahead of time, she followed your lead. Yep. I don't know if I'm right with that, no, I but I, right. I, I feel like... I think you're right. I feel like women, at the end of the day, like they just want their man to show, 
show them that they that he cares that he cares enough to think about me ahead of time to make plans yeah. to take the lead take some of that pressure off of me you know what i mean i don't want to be the one having to go make all the plans for yeah. us i don't want to be the one going talking to hotels and and all these different you know vacation places and airfare and all that stuff and you know like they'll do it yeah they'll do it and they'll get it done like women are strong man yeah, they're, they they uh, <laughs> they bear a strength that men can never bear mm-hmm. and men also bear a strength that women can never bear mm-hmm. and i think we need to to remind ourselves of that order yeah. that that god has created marriage he was the one that created man and woman you know what i mean yeah. it didn't just happen that women just appeared there was design there was order God created man first. He created Adam first, then Eve, right? That's what the Bible says, at least. Mm-hmm. That's what we have document of, that Eve was you know, taken out of the rib. The rib from Adam was used to form the woman. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like you're saying, every man needs a woman because that's that thorn in our flesh. That's that rib that was taken out of us. That's always that like longing, like man, I, I want to play that hero for the woman. I want to rescue her in the yeah. castle. I want to, I want to slay the dragon. You know what I mean? I, I want to rescue her from her abandonment that she had or her wounds that she had. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm, I'm like, no, that's all good. I'm going that's, on and that's on. Funny but... you say that because, I mean, I mean, my lady checked me on that too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because like I said, when when it comes to life and work and life and work and Dealing with household stuff, dealing with other stuff, like sometimes you forget that. Yeah. You know, but I'm glad that she did. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, it's it's cool when you have a woman that can check you, but not like make it like a big scene. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yo, you can Not slacking. completely disrespect I love you. But you, you slacking. You yeah. Know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, cool. It hurt me when she said it. Yeah. The pride started creeping in. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's it like? Uh, <laughs> but I do all this, and but uh-huh. you know, and that's one thing we talked. And but that's funny that you brought that up because I did get checked. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we forget. You yeah. know what I mean. And um, that's a great point, Nick. Great point, man. Yeah. That you just said right there. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of um, some of the issues that I see with uh, relationships, mm-hmm. and and I think right. it's only I only see it now because like I lived it. You know what I mean? Similar to, to how what happened with you. You know, because we have life experience now, we now have, uh, we're looking through a different lens and, yeah. uh, and, and we can shed light on it for other guys specifically who are, who are in the same, same boat. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause there's so many, there, there has to be so many. I mean, just look at society yeah. and, and that's something I, I wanted to just kind of maybe close this out with, you know, and bring it to a close because society now, um, it, everything is out of order. Like I said, like there's an order to God, there's an order to relationship, and and women have their roles and men have their roles, and none are better than than the next. They're they're an equal playing field, but there are roles, and and when you're not playing that role, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Things are out of order, yeah. and and I think we see the disorder and the, and the chaos in our society now because of that. We've we've taking God out of schools, out of relationships, and and it's like we're left to just figure it out ourselves yeah. and think like we're good, but we're not. Yeah. We're not. And um, men are becoming more like women. Women are becoming more like men, and the roles are reversed, it seems like. Yeah. 
you know, what, what are your thoughts on all that? And, and just as we bring it to a close here, what, what are your thoughts and opinions on, on all of it? And what advice, you know, could you give to other guys out there that maybe are going through that? And maybe they, uh, you know, they're, they're not taking ownership of their life and their relationship, you know, with their, their woman. Uh, they're not taking the lead. And, and she's domineering, mm-hmm. you know. And I, a lot of times I feel like the, the only reason that the woman is domineering is because you're not playing your role. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you checked her on certain things or you reassured her even in a loving way that you got it. Like, I, I got you. I got us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you remind her of that frequently. Like, would she still be domineering and trying to take charge? It's like she's only doing it because she's testing you. She's testing you in a way like women need security. They need that stability. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When they don't have it, they're now inclined to take the lead Mm. because they crave it. They Mm -hmm. crave, you got it? Do you have everything under control? You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have, like, when that, like, when a burglar is going to, like, try to, you know, rob you or something like that, like, that's the man's job. I can't, I can't believe, and I'm kind of ashamed to say it, but, like, there were points in my marriage Mm -hmm. where she would hear noises and stuff at night, and, like, I would let her get up Mm -hmm. and check what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe I did it more so in a way, like, well, nothing's nothing's there. Like she's just hearing stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. and I kind of downplayed what it. it. You hear? Then go 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 find and see what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that nothing. was that was more what it was. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And um, but that I didn't realize. Like, I should have done that. Mm-hmm. I should have been the one getting up out of bed. Like, no, honey, I got it. Mm. You stay here. Yep. You know what I mean? I'll check it out, even if it's nothing. You know what I mean? That's true. And it was like things like that just not playing the man's role just made her domineer mm-hmm. and dominate me and take charge. And she didn't want to. Yeah. And I didn't realize it. Yeah. So like bringing it to a close, what, what are your thoughts on all that? Um, what advice can you give guys out there, younger boys who don't have father figures, role models? What, what do you have for them? It's tough, man. I mean, it's, to be, it's tough. I mean, what helped me, to be honest, Nick, what helped me a lot is – Finding someone like you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You're completely opposite from my boys, you yeah. know? And I think that's what really, like, you know, you challenge me, you know? Finding someone that's, you know, that, I guess is, you know, that can listen, Yeah. you know? And maybe can give you advice, mm-hmm. you know? But it sucks because we live in a in, in, in a society that when you give advice, they, I feel like my experience, the younger generation, they get really, like... Offended. Offended. Yeah. And it's like... Okay, um, but I mean, my advice is just, you know, take initiative. Try to, you know, it's if you can't, you have to really evaluate yourself. It might it might have depression, you mm-hmm. know, that you don't even know. You just think it's normal, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think for me, it was just figuring out my demons, and then, you know, I, I don't know. For me, I just feel like I learned from making mistakes. Yeah, you know, I made mis- ton of mistakes in my life. So I'm gonna make mistakes, you know, from here on out. But I've just always been that type of person. You know, I would challenge to a point, and if I made a mistake, okay, I won't do it again. But, I mean, that's kind of my advice, man. Find someone that's a good person, 
mm-hmm. you know, that, that holds you accountable, hold you accountable. And, and you have to accept it. You can't get offended. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the reason why a lot of people, a lot of men won't like admit that they're slacking, mm-hmm. you know, they'll point to other things. Well, I fixed your car. I pay the bills or they'll deflect. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and it's like, okay, let me just absorb what, of, of what she said and, and reevaluate and, and step up, you know, but for me, it helped me just finding someone that, that was, you know, a good person that's in, involving the gym, you know, cause I feel like mm-hmm. when you accomplish a workout, it's like, damn, I, yes. I can accomplish things yes. now, you know, it helps me, you know I mean? The last few weeks, my job has been, I've been having a few callbacks and dealing with customers and, you know, and, and it's just controlling my emotions, you know, that's what's been helping me and, and also going to workout, man. Cause yeah. it's like, damn, yeah. I just did a brutal workout. What else can happen to exactly. me? Exactly. You know, just, just execute time. It's mm-hmm. time to execute. Mm-hmm. But just sitting down, having that conversation, maybe, and like, listen, like, I know I've been this way, and you know, I've been slacking. But you know, when you say those things to me, you know, when I try something and I get bashed for, that doesn't make me as a better man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, have that conversation with them, and just let them know I want to take lead. You know, I want you to trust me, because if you can't trust me, then. It's, um, yeah, I feel like if if a, a woman can't trust a man in a relationship of his decision making, it's not gonna work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Unless you're that guy that says, ah, whatever, you do everything, then you know maybe hopefully, but it's not. Right. You right. know. Um, but that's that's pretty much my advice, man. You know. Wow. Stay busy and just own up for your mistakes and absorb whatever criticism you got and just. Um, execute on the positive things and have that conversation. Like I, I'm, I'm taking initiative now. Yeah, you know, and and you know, obviously hoping you're making those good decisions, not making dumb decisions. Right, that's gonna make them feel like I don't know if I trust them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Having the courage to take risks too. Yeah, courage you know? to take risk. Definitely, man. Yeah, it's, it's for me. It's fun. I don't know. It's like poker to me. I guess. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Taking a risk and a calculated risk, not right, not right. you know you blindfold. I'm taking that, you know. No, calculate all and then just take it. Yeah, and just jump. Yeah, and it's like I'm I'm so glad you said about um, you know being willing to make the mistakes and being okay with it, you know, because that that is huge. Because um, you know, again, as men, we we feel like we we want to come through so so much, mm-hmm. you know, and and we want to. We, we want to be the hero, you know? We, we want to be the man that's like, I, I, I did it, you know what yeah. I mean? I, I had adversity, I had uh, opposition, but uh, I came through and, mm-hmm. and I got the job done. And, you know, something as simple for me, like I'm not that handy as a guy, you know? I, I didn't, I wasn't really taught a lot of those skills and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, obviously I can teach myself, so I, I, I don't really blame anybody uh, but myself for that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I'm not very handy, nonetheless. And uh, when it comes to like building something, like especially if I'm around another woman, and like I can't do it, but they can, like mm. that hurts, man. Yeah, that hurts as a man. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, like I do not feel like a man right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. And I feel like so often I've avoided situations like that. Like I put myself in certain situations where I know I'll look like a fool. 
if if I like let everybody know mm-hmm. like I can't build that or I can't fix this like you know what I mean simple mm-hmm. stuff yeah and and I think a lot of us guys we we have certain feelings like that oh, you absolutely. know um, because we want to come through mm-hmm. but like you said uh, making mistakes. Yeah, and and showing other people, showing that vulnerability. It you know is, what I mean? That's true. Like don't huge. don't act like you got it all together and, and you gotta just do things that you're good at and, and show that you're tough. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to yeah. be weak. You, and yeah, and no matter of fact, you have to be weak in order to be strong, right? Yeah, right. I agree on that. Too. You agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so um wise words, man. Wise I I love this episode. I love it. Um this this uh I'm glad uh, we tried a few yeah, times, a few times. Uh, trying to get this episode done. Um, I, I tried editing it the first time and just completely, well, I, I don't think it was me. I, the whole system shut down, but I'm glad we got it done. Yeah. And uh, I thank you for coming on and taking the time good, with me. Yeah, you do a great job, Nick. You know, you do. Um, thank you for having the courage to speak up for the other men that need to hear something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there is a lot, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a battle right now. Yeah. It is a battle, yeah. you know, and divorce rates keep going up and up and up. You yeah. Know? So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're welcome, brother. I'm, I'm, uh, glad to lock arms with you and, uh, see, see who, uh, who else, you know, what other guys are, are willing to, uh, be part of this, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I believe it is a movement, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, wh- whether you're, part of uh doing an interview with me or you just want to have conversations or you want to just come to work out you know what i mean like like you said taking care of yourself as a man is is first and foremost you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like we we have to respect ourselves if we want to really project love and respect other people you know what i mean yeah if we don't respect ourselves we look ourselves in the mirror and we hate how we look we hate how we feel we hate our job like that's gonna be a reflection of your marriage and and your family and, and other areas of your life. Like that's going to show up. It's oh going to bleed God, into yeah. those. I'm huge on that. Yep. Yeah. So if you hate your job. It's going to trickle down to your relationship. Yeah. It will. Yeah. You were a prime example of it. Yeah. You know. It will. And so uh, so as a guy, you know, like get in the gym. You know what I mean? Like don't don't let it let your ego get to you. Mm-hmm. But but get get in the gym. Work out. Get a trainer. You know what I mean? Have a, a group of guys. Like we, all we, of that pride, get a trainer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> took me 30, 30 years. Though. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Most of my clients have always been women, you know. I've had very few guys over the years, but I feel more inclined to uh to reach out to guys now and to um really attract uh you know men mm-hmm. because I, I feel like there is such a void and and if men can at least start there like at least come to work out and be challenged physically mm. and i feel like if you can start there then that'll start to transfer over into other areas because mm. you'll now have a, like a, a confidence like you said like yeah, you, you, you'll you, feel good you'll yeah. feel good after you just accomplish the hard workout it's like damn all right i'm, I'm ready to tackle this next thing mm-hmm. and that that adds up that Compi- compounds over time you know so uh yeah man awesome stuff I, i'm i'm so so glad that you said everything you said thank you for your vulnerability and talking mm-hmm. about you and your wound and, and with your father and abandonment and all that that's powerful man there's mm-hmm. there's power in testimonies yeah there's power in your your wounds in your your uh weaknesses mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i want this 
podcast to be a platform uh, where you can be free to do that. You know what I mean? Not be scared of being judged, not be scared of what other people are going to think of you. Mm -hmm. But you lay it out in such a way that, damn, like someone who's listening to this is going through that same thing. Mm. And you just pulled them out of it, bro, by what you said. Like your words in that moment, like literally gave them hope. Mm. It gave them a newfound hope. And that's my hope. That is my hope for this. So thank you, man. You you inst- you you instilled a new hope in me, mm-hmm. and and I learn a lot from listening to you, man. Like you you probably don't realize it, but you do. Thanks, you do. I'm, I'm hard on myself sometimes. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Uh, but thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on, and thank you for taking the time. No problem, man. Anytime. Part two. Part two. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Down the road, we will we will revisit this because Absolutely. I'm I'm always interested in seeing your growth as a man and and just as a friend. No, I appreciate you, Nick. You know, you also push me. You push me to the limits. There's times that I'm like, oh man, but I just you know I trust you. Yeah. You know what I mean, you got me. That's what I'm gonna say. You got me. Yup. And then I'm yeah. Yeah. I'll try my best. And you know, you push me. You you know, and you you guided me as well. You know, you you also helped me and like. The thinking differently, you know, yeah. and and seeing the positive and the small things, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. Awesome. Well, play this back again, guys. Uh, there's a lot of gems in here. And take it and, and chew on it and apply it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's not enough to just listen to a podcast episode and uh, be all jazzed up and motivated. But if you don't do anything about it, it just dies. You know what I mean? It just falls. It's like a seed that falls into the ground and it just dies. It doesn't come back to life. You know what I mean? You got to water it. You got to cultivate it. You got to tend to it. Patience. Patience, right? So play it back and apply it. Take something and use it. Use it as fuel. Use it as a man. We need it. We need this brotherhood. So reach out. Get involved. Come to me, you know, I'd love to get you on on the uh, podcast and get more men sharing their thoughts and opinions on where things are at and what you're even struggling with, that we can talk through it together and just rise, just rise as a, as a band of brothers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my hope, man. That's my hope. So until next time, guys, God bless you all, and we'll see you then. This is the pandemic that we live in right now. It's time to build immunity. It's time to go from emasculation to initiation. And most of all, it's time to make men strong again.